Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 305 of the Naturally Nourished Podcast. You are joining us for updates and trends in keto, as well as the KetoCon experience from this year. So we're just a couple weekends out at this point, um, and it was the first year back after a little bit of a hiatus there. Yes. So two years off, but the fourth KetoCon that was held in person, and I had the honor and pleasure to speak all four years on the keynote stage, and it was Such an awesome time. I'm just recovering my adrenals now as we're chatting and um, just so filled with oxytocin from all of the hugs and the vibes and the goodness. Can't wait to share with you guys some of the new brands and companies that we discovered and enjoyed and and kind of how trends are shifting in the space. And then just some overall updates on ketosis overall. I'm sure you all have seen a good amount of videos. We've been kind of trickling them in all since KetoCon from either my keynote on the Keto Immune Connection or the medical panel and um, even some footage that we had from the Redmond pre-KetoCon party that we co-hosted. So it was just so incredible to be back in person. Can't wait for next year. And if you get a little bit of FOMO, Definitely make sure that you get your tickets for 2023 because we will be there with our whole team again and uh, can't wait to rinse and repeat. Yes, absolutely. Before we get into all that goodness, let's just give some brief updates. So at the time that this episode airs, um, we are still taking applications for our ambassador program, um, but that will close. Do you know what date it closes? No, but soon. <laughs> I think, that I think this it is... closes next week because we're having a meeting with all our new ambassadors on August 24th, I believe. Yes. So ambassadors are individuals that love the Naturally Nourished Supplement line and everything that we do. Uh, if you find yourself telling your neighbor about why they need Gabacom or in the grocery store educating someone about why our Bio C Plus is better than the vitamin C on the shelf, then you are absolutely a fit. We have all ranges in the spectrum of experience in the world of we have physicians in this program, nurse practitioners. We have stay-at-home moms, we have lifestyle and nutrition coaches, personal trainers, massage therapists, goodness, it's kind yes. of a wide wide range. Yes. And so you do not need any prior training in anything in the world of the medical field, um, but you definitely need an organic, authentic passion for our Naturally Nourished Supplement line and a desire to better understand the formulas we offer as well as better understand functional medicine and which formulas would work best for who and how. Um, A lot of the women that participate as ambassadors end up hosting like small private uh, 10-day detox classes in their living room with their community or doing a book club with the anti-anxiety diet and working through the quizzes together. Um, And this is just a really great way for you to share what you love and what you want to learn more about Becky and I are directly mentoring you through the program. 
And not only do you get to support your community and those you love in feeling amazing in their bodies, but you get to make some money from your hustle. So you do get commission on your conversions. Um, And we teach you all about this. Uh, You do have to start off with an application, which is pretty simple. We will be linking that in today's episode. Um, And again, we'll be probably selecting in days. So hopefully you're listening to this timely. If you are a candidate for a Naturally Nourished Ambassador, likely you're a subscriber to the podcast. So you stay up to date on all the things. Um, But we can't wait to meet you and welcome you into our family. Yes. And, you know, with those um, coaching calls that we have, it's it's pretty much monthly unless we have something like a sabbatical or, you know, maternity leave or whatnot going on. Um, but with those coaching calls, we really do a very deep dive into some elements of functional medicine and, and do pretty intensive trainings on the supplements. And it's been so cool over the year and a half plus now that we've been doing this program to watch, you know, several of our members become health coaches, start their own businesses and and kind of use this as a jumping off point and, and, you know, learn from us and then continue to grow their clientele as well. So, and not only do you get a little bit of commission with each conversion, you also are going to be able to save 10% on all of your supplement purchases. And then you're providing a 10% savings to those referrals as well. So really great give to grow. Um, we've had so much fun throwing it. We've had a couple ambassadors now on the podcast. So we've had Ashley from Grace Holistic Skin. Uh, we'll link her episode. And then we had Lindy talking about her hundred plus pounds of weight loss success. Uh, so we'll link both of their episodes and we're always looking to support and feature our ambassadors as well. It's an absolute synergy. And those of you that are listening, if you're thinking, could I do it? Am I the right one? Go ahead, throw your hat in the ring. And we are happy to let you know if we think that you're going to be an awesome fit. All right. Um, and from the time that this episode airs, we are just gearing up for our back to school webinar. So this is going to be held on Wednesday, August 17th. That's this Wednesday, as in in two days, if you're listening the day that this airs. Um, And this webinar is going to feature everything from preparing your home pharmacy and what to have on hand for, you know, the cold, the flu, the virus, the COVID, whatever comes up in that, you know, early back to school gunk into the fall when the kids are getting back in the classroom and sharing germs and whatnot. Uh, So everything to have to prepare them to have on hand to supporting their cognition and focus with, you know, both diet and supplementation um, to, you know, the really uh, essential components of packing a school lunch and um, packing a snack and even how to advocate to your school about, you know, safer use of disinfectants or uh, not using red dye in classroom parties and whatnot and things that Allie and I have had to navigate. Um, so this will be about 75 minutes, really pl- practical application, and it's free, uh, which is the best yes. price ever, right? <laughs> All you have to do is is sign up. Um, spaces are limited for this webinar, but it is a free webinar um, that you will gain access to, and you can watch it at the time. Or if you sign up, you will get a replay link as well. Yeah, so a great link to share with neighbors or friends that are new to the world of food as medicine and are getting nervous about the timeline of the kiddos going back to school. So that will be on Wednesday, the 17th of August. And then we are extending... 
for the final week, so you won't hear this anymore on the podcast as we go forward, our flash sale on our Food is Medicine for the Whole Family program. So this is our comprehensive program that has over five hours of original recorded content, uh, 20 plus customizable handouts and worksheets, and over 100 plus organized curated resources, including podcast episodes, YouTube videos, etc all the way to support your entire household. So we have resources from fertility all the way through elderly, and we provide you guidance on macros, so carbs, protein, and fat. Which member of a household would go for a more liberated carbohydrate uh, bank account, and which one needs to stay a little bit more restricted and why? What's the importance of protein for kiddos and their brain function, and how many grams does your seven-year-old need, and how many grams of protein a day does your 14-year-old need? You'll learn all about this, as well as doing a pantry clean-out, navigating the grocery store, using label lingo and determining a good, better, best product selection for your household, all the way through meal planning and making food taste good in some of the kitchen demo recipes that we incorporate and troubleshooting flavor balance. Um, So we're really passionate about this program that we've developed. It's $199, but you can save $100 off when you use the code BACKTOSCHOOL. That's B-A-C-K-T-O-S-C-H-O-O-L. And that'll make that program only $99. You'll have access to it for a lifetime. Um, And there's even fun videos with each of our kids featured. Stella's in a video on being a taste adventurer. And we work with a report card scoring of understanding with your child their taste aversions. You can help them to troubleshoot getting, whether it's protein or vegetables, whatever their jag is, to get them over that hump and incorporate with willingness so you're not battling every evening at the dinner table Um, and then we have Noah featured in our baby led weaning video Uh, we have a really intensive immune module here with really supportive handouts and materials and then an entire module also on ADHD and mood balance so this is food as medicine for the whole family program use the code back to school for $100 off this is the last time we're advertising that and um, probably the last savings we'll have on this program through the end of the year All right, last but not least, before we get into today's content, let's just have a quick word from our sponsor for this episode, Santa Cruz Medicinals, who we happen to see at KetoCon. Yes, this was, I believe, their first year sponsoring KetoCon, and they are, as we know, a favorite sponsor of the Naturally Nourished podcast. We got to meet uh, Brendan there, and he was really funny. It's funny, one of the girls that was helping me out was like, wait, your shirt's on. I don't know how to recognize you with your shirt on. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like even in the grocery store. I don't know how he gets away with it. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, he was really great. So it was cool to meet him in 3D and give him a hug and tell him how much we love the Santa Cruz medicinal formulas. And um, we've just had so many great success stories that we continue to recommend this company. Um, of course, we're talking about Santa Cruz Medicinal's CBD. Um, so cannabidiol and what we love about Santa Cruz medicinals is that they provide both purity and potency the world of CBD is really kind of still a cowgirl market if you will where there isn't always third-party testing and so we're not always certain what we're getting Um, and when we're working with CBD we want to ensure that we're getting a dosage that would have efficacy or be effective in the body on a clinical level and also that it is free of hexanes and butyrate and um, some of the volatile compounds that could be used in the extraction process. So we get both of that and then some with the reporting 
supporting that Santa Cruz Medicinals provides us. And that's why we feel super confident recommending them to our listeners and to individuals that are patients even in our clinic. Um, CBD works in harmony with the endocannabinoid system and all human bodies are wired with an endocannabinoid system, which works directly with your nervous system as well as your enteric nervous system, which regulates your gut. So CBD has the ability to naturally improve moods, calm anxiety and regulate a fight or flight stress response. It can also play a favorable role in regulating sleep as well as digestive health. So especially individuals that get the nerves in their belly and suffer from IBS, CBD is a really promising compound. Um, What's beautiful about CBD is that you can establish what dosage is effective for you and then you can still titrate and adjust based on how your stress dial or your demands are adjusting throughout the day. Um, Brandon and friends over at Santa Cruz Medicinal recommend that you do a 100 milligram a day challenge. So this is taking 100 milligrams of CBD a day. You could do maybe 30 milligrams kind of times three throughout the day or um, one of their sleep capsules in the evening, which is at 100 milligrams in there, um, paired with L-theanine in there. Um, And this is a great way to really see how you feel with a clinical effective dosage. Many individuals will have efficacy around 50 milligrams or so, 5-0. But a lot of the products out there will have like 10 milligrams. Right, Um, right. And so it's really like you're eating a candy gummy and you're not getting an effective Mm -hmm. dosage. Also, I will say that this is pure CBD. So there's no psychotropic or psychoactive impact. And now when we're looking at what's sold at some of these um, head shops or CBD stores, a lot of them are these hybrids that have some psychoactive influence. So this is the type of CBD that would be absolutely safe used for a high schooler, um, an individual that's playing football to prevent concussive syndrome. Um, Again, tested to have no THC. So even safe for those that are um, using... uh, types of jobs like in the medical field or you name it, um, where we're concerned about, you know, any byproducts interfering with passing a drug test. Um, we do feel really confident with our, um, Santa Cruz medicinals referral there. Um, so you can go on over to scmedicinals.com slash Allie Miller RD and use the code Allie Miller RD at checkout. And when you do that, you're going to get 15% off plus free shipping on your order. So again, it's scmedicinals.com. Use the code Allie Miller RD. And um, we can't wait to hear how mellow and um, less inflamed you are feeling in your body. All right. Well, let's get to it. So turns out the ketogenic diet is still super popular. There yes. were lots of people at KetoCon and lots of old faces, but also lots of new faces, especially in terms of, of the attendees. Yes. And so, you know, the point that I always make about nutritional ketosis and why I believe it will not be a buzz in the world of diet culture is that you're actually metabolically changing your fuel source. Like there's no other diet that you can actually test the presence of being in quote unquote, the diet or producing some substrate that has beneficial properties on your body. Um, So when we're looking at nutritional ketosis, we know that there is 
a huge array of benefits that we can find. And we have over at this point, probably 60 plus episodes on ketosis in some way, shape or form. Um, Whether it's, you know, I know episode 100 was like the kind of end all be all of like food is medicine ketosis approach, or it was 99 or 100. And we did kind of a two part there. Um, But we have so many different um, episodes on carb cycling or um, troubleshooting your fasting or fighting the keto flu, et cetera. But when we break down the benefits of ketosis, we look at body composition change. And this is because ketosis can help you to increase your HGH or your human growth hormone. Ketosis itself has muscle sparing effects, which maintains your metabolically active tissue. And you're directly upregulating a body composition change of fat loss by using fat as fuel, especially if you're not overfeeding yourself with fat when you're doing nutritional ketosis. So you're using your endogenous reserves of body fat to convert into ketones, and that's going to have a favorable impact on that body composition change. Also, this is why we see nutritional ketosis can be a great tool for fatty liver disease because you can actually eat away essentially at the fat that is interfering with your liver function. Satiety is another department that we look at benefits from ketosis. So this is via the leptin hormone, which is one of that satiating hormone, which is upregulated during nutritional ketosis. And we tend to get more leptin sensitivity. And just like we see insulin sensitivity, reductions of insulin level by removing excessive carbohydrates um, can be a really big way to support health outcomes and regulate blood sugar levels. And also you're getting less hypoglycemic blood sugar dips, which create hunger. Um, So satiety and appetite regulation is huge. There's even a mechanism with your GLP-1, which is a receptor in your tongue, which increases when we are making ketones. We know that nutritional ketosis is anti-inflammatory. So especially if you're doing a Mediterranean approach to nutritional ketosis, you're removing pro-inflammatory foods. But the main mechanism of nutritional ketosis is that you are reducing the ROS or the reactive oxygen species um, and you're making a cleaner burning fuel with less oxidative demand when we are in a state of nutritional ketosis. And this also extends into immune. It was a part of my lecture when we're talking about especially a respiratory virus or a disease where we're trying to measure oxygenation and prevent getting on a ventilator a diet that is high in refined carbohydrates and overburdened with with um, refined sugars, often when we're nutritionally malnourished, will be fed these high sugar busted like Boost and Ensure beverages and such. That creates actually more hypercapnia or more carbon dioxide output, which actually interferes with respiratory function. But nutritional ketosis actually enhances our oxygenation through the body and reduces the oxidative demand. So less oxidative stress, also favorable respiratory response, which is super huge. Um, We've seen in studies cognitive improvement with nutritional ketosis, um, both by reducing that brain inflammation, but also by increasing our brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Um, and getting neurogenesis occurring in the brain. Mood stability and anxiety mediating impact, which of course, that's going to be why we use nutritional ketosis as a base in my books, The Anti-Anxiety Diet and The Anti-Anxiety Diet Cookbook, because we know that ketones cross the blood-brain barrier, they reduce the impact of epinephrine or adrenaline, and they enhance our GABA expression, which is that feel-good neuroinhibitory compound. And finally, we even see nutritional ketosis as a key for hormone modulation. I met a lot of women who said that they had some miracle keto babies um, and just met a husband a couple weeks ago outside of KetoCon who came up to me and said, hey, are you Allie Miller? 
my wife um, wants to share this message with you and read me this really beautiful um, text that she sent to him um, about their keto miracle baby after participating in our 12-week food is medicine program. Um, So this is because we'll see excessive DHEA levels coming down with nutritional ketosis. We see an improved ratio of our FSH and LH, so that follicular stimulating hormone and luteal hormone. And then we can even regulate estrogen um, dominance by detoxifying or releasing excess estrogen levels. So for all these reasons, I think that once people experience nutritional ketosis in the right way, and I emphasize the right way, we'll talk about that a little bit today, um, they can't go back. And I know that I'm kind of one of those people. It's like, yep, I occasionally, of course, will have the gluten-free chocolate cake couple bites to share with Stella and Brady out to dinner. Um, but I just don't crave sugar. I, as you know, we can bake all of these delicious things and still keep them fat adapted or fat fueled or keto friendly. Um, and I think the big issue is when people go too hard by over restricting too much with keto, um, they go too heavy into fake foods or quote unquote keto products or too deep into the non-caloric sweeteners because then they never break up with sugar and they're constantly craving sweet. And so this is where people will fall off and fail. But for those that are able to do nutritional ketosis in a more Mediterranean food as medicine approach like we preach, we see just phenomenal outcomes. Right. And, and, you know, as we've talked about metabolic flexibility in so many episodes too, your keto is going to evolve. And I think that was a conversation that we had, you know, with like Danny and Mora, like seeing them go from hardcore carnivore to now incorporating plants to now doing some, you know, carb cycling and realizing that we can, you know, handle higher amounts of of carb and it's not as carb phobic. So I think, you know, keto can evolve in that space, but it's not, it's not going away. Yes. And, And to add to that and that it's still very relevant in 2020, keto was the most Googled food related topic in the world. With wow. two, 25.4 million searches. And keto has overtaken the previously popular diets, including the Atkins diet, and even, you know, taking over that intermittent fasting space. Um, its sector of continued growth year on year is looking at 5.3% year on year continued trajectory of growth. Um, and this is where we're releasing a lot of products and businesses trying to gather and jump into that low carb, high fat keto space. Um, but the ketogenic diet market is predicted to reach a global value of 15.6 billion, um, within the next coming years. Pretty amazing that it stayed that popular through pandemic. Cause yeah. I thought everyone was Googling sourdough bread and <laughs> how to stay home and get fat. I'm um, just kidding. <laughs> Um, and for that reason too, like keto is, you know, such a fabulous tool for individuals who did gain weight during pandemic and kind of let things go. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, with the growth of, you know, this marketplace, um, we definitely see different angles as far as new books, new products, yes. new approaches. Let's dig into kind of the, the big ones that we're seeing and, um, some of the trends in this space. Yeah. So at KetoCon specifically, I was super excited to see a lot more quality meat products. In fact, I would say, I would go on a limb and say the majority for sure, like 80 plus percent of the meat products out there were really mindful of quality sourcing. So we were seeing a lot of the words like pasture raised or grass fed or hormone and antibiotic free. And that just really wasn't the case early on in the keto space. In fact, the term dirty keto was very popular back in 2017. 
And it was like, how do you keto at Whataburger? Or right. How do you keto with fast food? Um, but I really saw a lot of an emphasis on this even snout to tail approach, which is even next level over yes. quality sourcing. Yep. So um, I met Brian Sanders, who has nose to tail. And um, they have a really beautiful meat program and uh, dry rubs and um, biltong and um, liver blends with beef and some of their jerkies and such. Uh, the friends over at Piedmontese, I believe is the way you say it, Piedmontese Steaks, um, which is a Italian varietal of beef, grass-fed, grass-finished, and oh so mouthwatering oh, like so yummy amazing yeah their samples and then they also provided the meat for uh, the vip dinner that we attended yes. and that was delicious yes and just really cool guys and an awesome product um carnivore snacks this is the first time i tried them um and their product was amazing uh their ribeye what they called them meat pastries yes yeah and <laughs> they like melt in your mouth they yeah. do yes the texture is unbelievable the flavor profile is also awesome um i've had a similar branded product and it just was a little too blah for me mm -hmm. but this one was a lot more rich and, and um had some umami going on they use redmond real salt in their product and literally just meat but it must be the way that they've figured out the perfect dehydrating approach um that it's a really fabulous texture and they had like a pork tenderloin one as yeah, well that one's fabulous i have some of that at home really yep. good really great um there was a lot of biltong so the guys at piedmontese had that and then brian sanders had that and there may have even been another company epic was there um and so they had their organ bites and their pork rinds and then force of nature as well so force of nature kind of a subsidiary of, of epic or at least a sister company in some way shape or form um as far as uh prior owners and um they are really into the regenerative agriculture movement so incorporating also like bison and um, venison and we've had force of nature incorporated with our women's wellness workshop um they're awesome champion brand of ours as well um and it's really cool just seeing all these guys teaching the community about the importance of sourcing and also getting that diversity of selection, um, which is a really big passion of both of ours. Yes, it was really nice to be able to walk the expo floor this year and be like, oh, there are like a bunch of things I actually want to eat um, and that I know are sourced you know, in a way that is on brand for us. Um, so we don't have to ask as many deep dive questions. So a lot more just meat products um, and, and, you know, awareness of meat quality. Um, carnivore was also yes. a big focus of the weekend. So multiple lectures from Dr. Dr. Anthony Chaffee to Sean Baker to Judy Cho, just to name a few. And then they had an entire carnivore panel as well. Um, let's talk just quickly on benefits of, of carnivore and kind of our perspective here. Yes. So um, I loved Judy's uh, connection on using carnivore as an elimination diet mm -hmm. and the focus um, that, uh, you know, Dr. Sean Baker talked about meat-based nutrition. Um, and so I think that's kind of where we are in alignment in this concept. Um, and, and I'll dig a little bit deeper, but in general, the carnivore diet excludes all foods, exception of meat eggs and then in some individuals they'll even allow small amounts of low lactose dairy products um and then you know depending on the individual practicing the carnivore diet or their take on it they might even go harder and say only beef products no pork mm. or um only game and beef or um, i know judy incorporates a lot of wild fish in her approach and such um and so when we're looking at 
this style of eating, there's definitely a lot of nutrient density. You know, we've talked about in various episodes how vegan proteins are not going to be as bioavailable. Um, There's a lot of anti-nutrients in many of the plant-based proteins. And um, we're also in many of the nutrient forms, like in iron, for instance, getting a form that's less usable for the body in many vegetarian sources of nutrients. And the idea with consuming animal for this is that the animal does the work for you, you know, and so the animal, the cow is able to turn the leafy green of grass into protein. um, And then we eat their muscle as the protein. Um, And so also we know that for instance, when our fish are eating algae and plankton, their liver and kidneys go through 16 and 18 different processes of elongase and desaturase to make that EPA DHA versus us taking an algae supplement, um, getting that ALA, our liver and kidneys have a lot of other things to do living in a toxic world. So letting the animal do the work, Mm -hmm. I totally agree with. And that's why we're really big fans of ensuring you're getting ample protein in the diet because not only are you getting protein, but we know when you're eating whole food, biological based protein selections, meaning meat, (laughs) that you're getting also nutrients like B12 and zinc and iron, and you're getting awesome amino acids like carnitine. And these can absolutely play a role in mental health. Um, They can play a role on, of course, supporting immunological health and um, even aiding in metabolism. And one of the benefits for sure, when we're talking about a carnivore approach, it's beyond ketosis because you're at essentially zero grams Mm -hmm. of carbohydrates. So you're really eliminating dynamics of insulin resistance, especially in an individual that is starting with broken metabolism. So some individuals absolutely won't be able to incorporate uh, cauliflower rice or, you know, especially metabolic flexibility of having like a quarter cup of sweet potato in their keto journey until they lose ample body fat, repair their insulin sensitivity, and then they can get more into that plant diversity in their diet. Um, so for an, an intro person, the carnivore approach really eliminates the blood sugar crashes and um, can also provide a good sustained um, satiety as well as that boost of energy and, and mental stamina. Um, we do see in study after study that protein aids in satiety and supports weight loss. So there was a three-month study on 132 adults with excess weight, and they looked at weight loss efforts of four different energy-restricted diets containing varying amounts of carbs and protein. And they found that those that ate the highest protein, which was 0.4 to 0.6 grams per pound um, of body weight, lost significantly more weight and fat mass than those who ate 0.3 to 0.4. So when they doubled down on the protein intake, um, they lost significantly more body fat um, and had overall greater successful weight loss. Um, and, And we see this in many different research studies, and this is why we're fans of ketosis. But the question is, do we have to go as far as removing all plant matter Um, and so you know you can achieve that protein threshold but you can still eat roasted brussels sprouts with your bacon Um, you can still get uh, turmeric in your grass-fed whey smoothie and um, i have seen good testimonies of you know libido increasing in individuals that do a carnivore diet and i will say especially of course and a man that's dealing with andropause. Yeah, like, so yeah, if they yeah. have that basketball belly and if they're dealing with um, lower libido or, or erectile dysfunction, 
um, you know, insulin is not helping that matter at all. So bringing insulin levels down super low and getting them a good boost of testosterone from um, animal-based product is probably a good approach. But on the other end of the spectrum, when we're talking about hormones, I worry about women that are closer to an ideal body weight and are doing a tight carnivore um, because they can go into a level of too low of leptin. Yes. Um, I see that time and time again with clients who've tried to do carnivore and they're like sticking it out and not getting results anymore. Maybe they got them at first and we're like... Anxi- to add some sweet potato. Anxiety is yeah. going up. Insomnia is yeah. picking up. They're dealing with heart palpitations, even though they've added electrolytes. Um, so yeah, I will link in our um, episode notes um, in defense of vegetables, mm-hmm. which really breaks down our approach here. And also um, all about leptin. And then another episode on carb cycling, just so you can kind of see our perspective on that. Um, but for me, I kind of still sit with the important, I don't kind of, I still do sit with the importance of phytonutrients. I think that the impact of phytonutrients or plant-based nutrients um, has been shown over the test of time for decades and decades, the clinical human studies of research of how plant-based compounds can prevent and combat disease. Um, we know that especially, I talked about this in my presentation on immune, there are particular particular based compounds that actually can even bind or inhibit spike protein that we're not seeing available in just a selected carnivore approach to eating. So if you're missing out on um, nutrients like your quercetin or your vitamin C, these are two really important players and we're really getting those rich in our produce. Um, my perspective of the idea of plant toxins is yes, Carnivore could be a very good approach if dealing with an autoimmune flare because that might be the straw breaking the camel's back of just too much stress on the body. Um, So I often, especially in the world of inflammatory bowel, will do like a extended bone broth fast and only bring in meats um, or wild fish to start to transition an individual out from just the broth. So we're really resting their gut and working high repair with their um, glutamine in that bone broth. I'll of course layer in GI lining support. Um, but generally speaking, if we are not dealing with severe leaky gut or an autoimmune flare, even if it is a plant toxin, if we see in human research studies that when an individual can consume sulforaphane, for instance, which is an antioxidant based in broccoli or um, consumes curcuminoids from turmeric, and we see that endogenously, meaning in the human body, they produce higher amounts of glutathione, which is the master antioxidant, then I can only see that as a win because we know time and time again, glutathione status inversely corresponds with mortality. So the lower your glutathione levels are, the higher your your risk factor of death, via a viral infection, if we're talking about even glutathione status and dementia and Alzheimer's, et cetera. We just know that antioxidants are absolutely essential to regulate the reactive oxygen species in the body. Um, And so I'm a huge proponent of getting those phytonutrients. And if it stresses the body, but it makes the body create a stronger, more health supporting effect, I don't look at that myopically or tunnel vision and say, oh, toxin bad. I say, oh, that's just like lifting a weight with your muscle of your arm. You're stressing the muscle and repairing and regrowing. That in turn is going to be a good thing. Now, there are some individuals that might just not tolerate vegetables, like they're gut-wrenched or they're dealing with belching or really severe, their abdomen like blows up like they have a food baby. Um, And those individuals need to be screened for SIBO or dysbiosis and they need to be doing then our six-week beat the bloat cleanse 
using berberine and using herbal immune and the GI cleanup and the ultimate detox in that suite of supplements to really plow the gut, um, resolving the intolerance versus just scapegoating it or ignoring it and, you know, not eating the foods that disrupt. Because again, cost to benefit, tolerating these foods may over time actually yield much more beneficial outcomes than avoiding them altogether. And that dysbiosis or SIBO is only going to create havoc in your body. Even if you're not triggering it with plant matter, it still is residing in your gut. And we know if the microbiome isn't optimized, that that also plays a role in disrupting optimal health. Yes, I think that's a really good point that if you don't tolerate plants, it might not be the plant's fault necessarily. It might be something that's going on with your digestive system. And and again, always looking to address root cause. We want to go there with the, you know, incorporation of digestive enzymes. We want to go there with the leaky gut repair. We want to go there with the rebalancing of the microbiome because all of that's going to yield better, you know, whole body outcomes in the long run. Yep. So it's, if you don't tolerate vegetables, don't just ignore them. Try to understand why. And um, the three things you might look at is the beat the bloat cleanse to reset your microbiome. You would look at our digestate enzyme, which would be taken prior to meals. This is going to have a suite of digestive enzymes to ensure that when food hits the belly, you're able to break things down so they're not over-fermenting or creating digestive distress. And then we're also looking at with that digestate, smaller food particles being delivered into that gut blood barrier so you're not driving that gut irritation with those quote-unquote anti-nutrients. So this is like the lectins and the tannins and such. Um, And then the other thing that we would look at is uh, using the GI lining support as a proactive supplement if you are susceptible to leaky gut to really start to give the nutrients your gut needs to repair its gut lining. And so there's going to be L-glutamine in there at 35 500 milligrams. We're getting a little bit of aloe in there and DGL or diglycerized licorice root. And this is going to deliver a oopy goopy delivery to coat and protect the gut while we're fueling it with that glutamine to really aid in the repair process. All right. And you gave that answer, um, that perspective, at least on the, the medical panel that you were on, which I feel like was like a 50-50 split maybe on the carnivore yeah. question or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys were asked if, if carnivore was recommended and I thought you had a really good perspective there and brought some, you know, fresh perspective for sure. <laughs> um, so also during that panel, um, you contributed a lot on many of the questions um, that had to do with mental illness, anxiety, depression, and then there was also a question on long haul. So let's share um, some of your approaches there. Yes. Medical panels are always so much fun because I love getting an array of different opinions and perspectives. And, you know, our panel, like many do, uh, with respectful practitioners, you know, everyone kind of like after the microphone's passed five times down the line, it's like, right, right. So we kind of all agree to some way, shape or form. There's some, there's some Venn diagram here. (laughs) And, you know, you always Venn diagram deeper with some individuals than others. And um, Anna Kabeca, I believe this was her second or third year on the panel. I've been on that panel all four years. Um, so it's always fun connecting with her yes. and, and with her keto green approach, of course. <laughs> we have a pretty um, overlapping approach and we're going to bring her back on with her new book, Menu Pause, yeah, soon. she's so fabulous. Um, yes, so, so all sorts of good stuff coming from there. But yes, there was a question on uh, long haul and, and one individual gave a really frustrating answer, just kind of like, yep, you have long haul and a lot of people deal with it and that's just going to be the way it is. Right, right. Um, and like the 
there's some studies, but it's really just showing that you're going to have to deal with this for a really long time. Right. Like, like, no. It's not the answer to give to anyone who's like not feeling good in their body. Right. And there's the, the thing is, is, when you practice functional medicine, not conventional medicine, there's always something to do. Right. Because with functional medicine, we try to understand why this dysfunction is occurring, what are the mechanisms of action, and how we can support the pathways that are imbalanced, right? So if we're talking about the world of long haul, it's the fact that, you know, your immune system is continuing to respond with inflammation based on sluggish uh, viral debris or still circulating spike protein. So this could be from injection or from infection. And when we're talking about long haul, we want to first off support the excretion of the spike protein um, and the excretion of anything that the immune system battles as a pathogen. So even if you had foodborne illness, to some sense, you can have some form of like a long haul response to E. coli, for instance, because that pathogen was battled. You went through phagocytosis, your white blood cells engulfed the infection, presented it to your immune system to remember and fight that whole learned um, immune response. But in that process, there is debris that gets left behind and so we really rely on our healthy lymphatic system support Um, and you can check out that episode that we released just a couple weeks back all about supporting the lymphatic system Um, and remember you know the lymph system is like the sewer for the body it often runs similar to our vascular system but unlike our vascular system, which has a heart to pump, like um, you know the, the the pump to move the the motor, if you will, of the of the vessels, the lymphatic system does not have that. It relies on you to move your body to get that lymph flowing. Um, and so, in that episode, we talked about things like castor oil pack, rebounding, um, vibration, um, like bouncing on your heels or kind of like shaking in your body, chopping, especially in like your armpit space where you could have swollen lymph nodes or around. On the neck, very gentle tapping to kind of break up mechanically where there can be stagnation. Um, and this is where also like stretching and moving areas of the body, um, even arms over the head and such to open up those lymph um, nodes so that those ducts can drain um, is super huge. We look to inflammasome as a big key player for long haul. And I shared a uh, research study on proteolytic enzymes and botanicals. Um, and it was specific to um, SARS-CoV-2 and um, or SARS-2-CoV and um, we saw that in these individuals that their long haul was more than 80% reduced when using proteolytic enzymes. So this included muscle fatigue, this included mental depression and anxiety, this included um, overall fatigue and cognitive decline, brain fog. Um, So the inflammasome in our line would be the proteolytic enzyme with botanical blend to get that anti-inflammatory approach aid in supple tissue, and most importantly in the world specifically of COVID, preventing blood clot formation, which is really key, um, again, because that spike protein, regardless of source, is a big driver of clot formation. Detox packs um, and supporting nutritional detox detox would be great in the body because you're clearing out that debris from the pathogen, upregulating the liver and kidney function, and then probiotic support, of course. So that was a big answer for both, you know, immune stuff as well as anything in the mental illness realm. Um, You know, I've talked a lot about how your microbiome is the production plant for your serotonin and your GABA. And um, there is research that I have, you know, shared the references to in the anti-anxiety diet 
um, really well-researched links in that chapter when we're talking about resetting the microbiome and the connection of microbiome balance and mental illness. Um, So we know that in studies, we've seen a double-blind placebo-controlled study that compared Prozac to a lactobacillus acidophilus NCFM, which is in our line, as well as a bifidobacterium. Um, So when we're talking about like our targeted strength probiotic or the restore baseline, which is just a fourth of that potency, um, this compound, those two active players showed the similar efficacy to reduce depression and anxiety, but without the side effects of the Prozac. So as I've said time and time again, probiotics are nature's Prozac. Um, And then we also talked a lot about brain gut access and even how inflammatory foods could be a driver of disease beyond carbs themselves. Yes. I think it was really fresh perspective that you shared on that panel and just a lot of tangible takeaways that I think audience members could take home and actually, you know, go and try a probiotic challenge or bring in a 10-day detox and really improve their outcomes. Yes. I think that's also why we have such devoted listeners to the Naturally Nourished podcast. You know, Becky, I think you and I try really hard to always beyond getting in the beepu bapu of medical research and cutting edge science approaches, but also providing, not dumbing it down, but providing practical application of yes. like, okay, here's all this information like last week on electrolytes. And then here's some recipes you can make and here's some things to consider. Um, and here's supplement strategy versus just electrolytes, if imbalanced, could cause a heart attack. Yes. Fact. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I think it's always really important to like not just provide the info, but the application for sure. Yes. And you certainly did that in your um, keynote speech on Saturday of the Keto Immune Connection. So let's maybe share um, some of the big highlights here and, and how, you know, food as medicine approach to keto can actually regulate your immune response. Yeah. So beyond all of those cool things that I mentioned as far as like satiety, right, and body composition change and hormones and the fact that ketosis can be anxiolytic or anxiety reducing, ketones actually have been shown in research to enhance immunological processes. So we did nerd out about this a little bit on episode 262, a year back almost, um, on the keto immune connection and natural immunity. And one of the things I shared in that episode that I also incorporated in this keynote is the fact that ketone bodies have been shown to enhance the function and production of our T cells. And our T cells are really essential for that immune memory response. So this is what's going to create that natural immunity if re-exposed. And this is what's going to help, like when we've seen the 1918 Spanish flu, how individuals still had a memory immune response from prior infection. Um, And this is really important because we are all going to be infected. I mean, I think I've been infected three rounds, um, one a year about is kind of what I'm seeing. Um, We bounce back because we regulate our reactive oxygen species. We ensure that we have an abundance of antioxidants like are, um, of course, cellular antioxidants with the NAC and glutathione. But, um, you know, we really need to be prepared to enhance our immune system versus trying to focus on this myopic kind of one dart into the um, bullseye of this um, vaccine. And that was one of my visuals, actually, was showing ketosis as this robust shield that can protect us from the pathology of monkeypox or whatever other biological warfare could come up to us as far as the world of pathogen, including even foodborne illness and et cetera, you know flu virus um, versus when we're talking about 
waiting on vaccine and not doing any lifestyle or diet therapy, you're just asking to be a pink cushion because you're going to need a different compound for that antigen recognition and priming that you're looking to receive from a vaccine response. Um, and so today's episode is not about that in particular, but I do just want to emphasize that ketosis is broad reaching. And so it can be a tool clinically to reduce the severity of infection as well as the infection outcomes. Um, and the fact that it also aids in those T cells ensures that your immune system is going to rebound the next time you're exposed more favorably. Um, and I even shared like the research study out of Israel, which looked at natural immunity compared to vaccination mm-hmm. and saw, you know, those that were vaccinated had 13 times more, more um, increased risk of infection and 26 times more likelihood of the infection to be symptomatic. Um, and so really interesting because the immune system be that it's so robust and we're just trying to understand it at this stage of the game, um, has many mechanisms, not just a one bullseye, if you will. Yes, and I think it was a super eye-opening lecture for those who showed up and maybe didn't know that they were going to be or my perspective <laughs> quite as much or didn't know of you and, and just saw, you know, the word immune. And of course, you extended it beyond um, COVID to, you know, again, any immune condition and then the autoimmune world as well. Yes. But think you blew a lot of minds (laughs) it was funny lindy who is an ambassador yes said she sat like in the back with her notes and she was taking notes and she's like i would watch you talk and then i'd watch people's reactions (laughs) and then i'd watch you talk and i would look around and watch people's heads explode uh so another mechanism that ketosis does is it regulates the nlrp3 inflammasome pathway um and i talked about this the first time in that long haul episode i think actually that i did with brady when you were out um so we can link that and i have another long haul episode coming out because i think there's a lot of updates to Mm -hmm. still share with listeners and again it's like version five now that we're on i think there's like a ninja acronym now used for covid but anyway i don't even know (laughs) i don't even know i was told yesterday that case counts are climbing and i was like we're still doing that of what are are we still doing that yes goodness (laughs) um well the nlrp3 inflammasome pathway uh, drives this ketoimmune modulation response what's really cool about that i had a table where i compared um anti-inflammatory drugs like corticosteroids and like NSAIDs and um even aspirin and then looked at their side effects and how you know they only regulate like a light switch blocking a particular pathway like a cox inhibitor for instance well when ketones modulate this NLRP3 inflammasome pathway, modulate is like a dial, like a dimmer switch. So it's able to actually upregulate or downregulate based on the impact of inflammatory response. So if there's a high amount of cytokines, it's going to downregulate. If there's an ample amount of cytokines and we need more inflammatory interleukins and such to upregulate more white blood cells to the body, we're going to dial that up. Um, so regulating and modulating versus suppressing It's a huge, powerful tool of ketosis on the immune system. Um, And then we talked about some really nerdy epigenetic effects of how nutritional ketosis can boost NAD plus levels and even lysine production, which lysine is an amino acid that has potent antiviral capacity, how ketosis improves oxygenation and reduces that excessive CO2 level, and how overall it reduces those reactive oxygen species, which means less cellular damage and less cytokine storm or severity of infection response. So, so much good stuff. Lots of eyes opened. Um, so let's go back to maybe some of our other um, favorite products from this year. So beyond the snout to tail and some of the, you know, well-raised meat-centric products, um, let's just cover a couple of our other favorites. Yeah, so I loved meeting the guys at Peak Coffee. Um, and so this is not like Peak Tea, like P-I-Q-U-E. This is P-E-A-K. 
Peak Coffee out of Boulder, Colorado. Um, they had really beautiful, um, you know, shade grown, um, fair trade beans that were sourced from various regions. Um, but what they're doing is they're infusing these whole beans with adaptogenic nootropics. So mushroom blends um, that they're using in a tincture form and um, they are applying that to the beans so that you're still getting a whole bean that you can mm-hmm. grind in your coffee grinder at home. Um, you're offsetting that epinephrine or adrenaline surge. Um, I even had a little bit before I went on keynote stage and like, you know, I would never drink coffee <laughs> before going on mm-hmm. stage because it gives me jitters. Uh, but really cool product there. And I, I think a lot of the other blends of like adaptogens and coffees um, just aren't quality coffee to begin with right. or they're powdered and they just taste gross, yeah. honestly. And, yep. and, and this was like beautiful coffee. You wouldn't pick up on any mushroom hint to it at all, um, but you did feel neurologically that impact. Um, and so really cool product that I was excited to share with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't taste like the muddy water yeah, stuff. I've tried those, yeah, but I've I just tried go for too. green tea. Uh, yep, yep. But this is uh, cold brew and, and um, whole bean, and we're going to try to get some kind of partnership going or affiliate yep. code for you guys. So stay tuned for that. Yes. Um, and then this, I think, kibosh mm-hmm. food um, was also another cool product that we found. Yeah, so they made these awesome pizzas, and I was really stoked to see that their keto-friendly crusts are like really simple and mm-hmm. clean and all gluten-free. Um, zero preservatives or added sugar. Um, so like the ingredients, for instance, in their kale one was kale, egg, mozzarella cheese, uh, almond flour, coconut flour, golden flaxseed meal, cream of tartar, and baking soda. Okay. Like pretty much like yep. I would make it at home. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so pretty great. They had a bunch of different flavors and they had like Rayo sauce. So I was like, okay, I, I see you guys. You have quality marinara in here. Um, and they were just making up a bunch of pizzas in um, baking them up and those were delicious. So I'm going to definitely get a couple different bases of those. They had like a cauliflower base as well. Um, but again, a lot of the cauliflower crusts out there incorporate corn or potato or have a lot of binders and stabilizers. And I just felt like this was a really solid, clean brand. So that's Kibosh or K-B-O-S-H. Yes, I would have that in my own kitchen. I probably need to order some too. I know. I'm thinking, honestly, I'm going to try to play with them for back to school. I think speaking yeah, of back yeah, to school yeah. stuff, fun little doing like pepperoni lunch. pizzas and having slices of that um, for Stella because it wasn't soggy. It had a really good right, crisp crunch right. and I bet cold it would still be really good yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to definitely be playing with those. And then Fox Hill Kitchens, I learned about them first from KetoCon back in 2017 um, and they make their uh, frozen almond flour um, based uh, bagels and buns. Um, also super clean. They use like egg white. Um, I didn't pull their ingredient list, but it's all Ali approved. And, um, now they've come out with some shelf stable products, which I was excited about, like their croutons. And then they turn some of their croutons into breadcrumbs. Um, and their croutons use only extra virgin olive oil. So they're taking this clean product, coating with that, um, doing a nice crunchy bake. And then one had like sheep's cheese in it and a bunch of delicious herbs. Uh, something like a caraway one too. That was like a rye and bagel crisp or something. I caught Byron eating those in bed. I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. (laughs) Yep. Yes. They just added the caraway seed (laughs) and they're calling it rye, even though there's no gluten in it at all. Um, so I thought that that was a really great product and I'm excited to use more of that. 
And then um, Visionary Foods was there. They have a really good savory line of like a granola, which uses whole foods. So like carrot and coconut and almond flour in there. Um, prune in there as well. So a really great fun one um, to throw also in a kid's lunch as a great crunchy snack and super clean whole food ingredients. So, I mean, I would say that this year, honestly, like you said, I, I mean, I ate the majority of the things. Yeah. And um, I think that Robin always does such an awesome job vetting everyone and making sure that quality is a big focus. And um, I just think it's like, kind of being at trick-or-treating yes (laughs) it's so fun to like go around and um you know surprise of sometimes some of the brands being like oh I know you I know you and Becky or I listen to the podcast take some free stuff uh it's always fun getting a little ego stroke but especially for our palettes to just explore fun stuff and share things with our audience so we'll link all these brands and hopefully by the time this airs we'll have some coupon codes that we have not worked out yet um but they will be listed in the show notes and I always strive to make the coupon code Allie Miller RD so generally speaking when you buy something that I've told you about, go ahead and use Allie Miller RD at checkout and see if it works. And if not, email them and say, I learned about this from Allie Miller RD and I want a coupon. coupon code. Uh, There was also, uh, they were called True Made and it was a um, condiment company that I'm always super wary of because usually there's some non-caloric sweetener in there. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll come over because you don't want to be rude. You're just like, you know, I don't want to read the mm-hmm. ingredient list and then not take the sample. Um, and so they had these little um, like travel packs of um, their ranch, their ketchup, honey mustard, and a honey mustard. And I was so pleased to see that they were using things like butternut squash yes. puree or carrot or apple, like real whole foods. And and the vision of the company was formulated um, based on combating childhood obesity. So something I can really get behind and I think would be a fabulous addition to a school lunch as well. So we'll try to get you guys a coupon code for them too. Awesome. Okay. All right. Um, With that said, there were still a good amount of products that we did have to steer clear of just because of our, you know, perspective on non-caloric sweeteners and, and a good amount of things with monk fruit, erythritol, or stevia. So let's just give like a quick refresh of a good, better, best perspective here. Um, and also I want to call, cover um, allulose because we saw more of that this year, I think, than than prior. Yeah. So what is allulose? Do we approve of it? And where does that fit in? Yeah. And I had a couple friends with me this time, um, our friends that were helping out during the KetoCon. And two of both of them were like, what's allulose? So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, then I need to share because yeah. you both yep. listen to the podcast. So yep. let's talk about it. Um, so allulose is a low calorie um, monosaccharide sugar from often fructose. And it um, is used now as a major commercial food and beverage um, low-calorie sweetener. It was actually first identified in wheat in the 1940s. Um, Allulose is naturally present in small quantities in certain foods. When it first came on the market, um, I heard about it from Ryan Lowry because he was using it in a couple of his products. Um, And, um, you know, it was talked about how allulose, unlike erythritol, which comes from corn, allulose comes from fig. Um, And often the, the naturally higher concentration is raisins, figs, and jackfruit. But it is commercially produced and can come from corn or fructose. Mm, okay. Um, and so, you know, I think that maybe early on that's where some of the sourcing was. But if it just says allulose on a label and it doesn't say in parentheses yeah. from fig, 
um, we can probably, yeah. yeah, we can probably assume it's coming from corn because yeah. it's the cheaper of all yep. of the options. And if so, we also know that that corn is likely genetically modified and likely has high amounts of glyphosate residue, which is that neurotoxin in our Roundup that we don't want in our or our children's bodies. Um, so yes, it is naturally low in calories. Um, what I think is a little bit superior to it over some of the other non-caloric sweeteners is that it's only about 70% as sweet as sugar. Okay. Um, and so, you know, whereas stevia is 200 to 300 times sweeter than sugar, monk fruit is 300 to 400 times sweeter than sugar. And then like monk fruit plus erythritol will give you that like cooling mouth feel, mm-hmm. you know, and so forth. Um, allulose again is about two thirds of the sweetness of sugar. And so that's a little bit of a kind of, I don't know, ball in the hat as far as like that hyper palatability and that hyper sweetness. So if someone is, you know, really severe diabetic and they can't work with metabolic flexibility of the natural sweeteners, maybe finding a clean sourced allulose from fig could work in some capacity. Um, But generally speaking, I'm I'm not going to be a fan, just like I'm not of any non-caloric sweeteners because we are getting that um, psychosomatic influence where we taste sweet, but there is not a glucose response and that can create more insulin insulin resistance um, or interfere with optimal insulin levels. Um, we can also get um, a hypoglycemic effect if insulin levels are released from that taste of sweet and that can drive a blood sugar crash, which creates more hunger and so forth. Um, and, and generally speaking, I just really like to stay with least processing. So if we're talking about even a fig instead of the corn, it takes a lot of processing to turn that into a white ubiquitous powder from you know a colored irregular compound that we would see if it was like ground much rather Um, eat a fig yeah you know (laughs) and and so that kind of takes me to the monk fruit so then i'm like okay well allulose let me close on the allulose then i'll say something on monk fruit so allulose does hold a lot of the similar um you know side effects that we see with non-caloric sweeteners such as bloating abdominal pain diarrhea reduced appetite and gas um and so there's a lot of gi disruption with a lot of these um now monk fruit the one thing i do like about monk fruit is that it's kind of brand id in the sense that monk fruit can't be derived from corn sure it must come from monk fruit so at least we know as of today there's not genetically modified monk fruit i'm not very familiar with monk fruit growing practices Mm -hmm. and i don't know how much chemical amendment is applied in monk fruit harvesting and growth but at least we know it's not corn derived. Sure. So if I had to kind of get better best, the problem with the monk fruit again is the 300 to 400 times sweeter. Um, so, you know, where does that even have a place and, and is it truly a tiny, tiny pinch kind of type of thing? Um, there are some studies that are promising on monk fruit and it's specifically the, I'm going to probably butcher this word, but the magracide, I will say, um, magracide, um, are some of these, um, components of the monk fruit themselves. And there's a specific magracide, which is called magracide five. Um, and this is about 30% of the monk fruit product is, is kind of guesstimated and it does play a role in the sweetness of the flavor. And studies have shown that the magracides have antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties, and that may offer some health benefit. Um, so, you know, maybe there is a place for that. Um, but for me, I, I just, can't put it in a, a quote-unquote whole food Mediterranean approach to ketosis. Totally. And and just the palate impact is kind of what keeps me off of these, yes. you know, non-caloric sweeteners. I did taste like a chocolate product that I was like, ooh, that just has the aftertaste. Yes. Like at first it was fine. And then it's got that just 
way too sweet, Mm -hmm. um, kind of hurts your teeth aftertaste. So that's for me why it's never coming into my household. On that vein, we did see our friend Ross from F-Bombs. Remember we used to talk about, they're coming back. We used to talk about (laughs) F-Bomb all the time. Um, and then they scaled really rapidly and, um, now Ross has just bought the company back. So he had really cool stuff to share about integrity and, and what they're getting back into. And, um, I think that we will see him, of course, next year vending there. But um, just to add that, you know, that's kind of how him and I first aligned was their chocolate F-bomb used real chocolate bar, which did not have a non-caloric sweetener. And so it had the ingredient, dun-dun-dun, cane sugar on there. Um, But, you know, again, the whole F-bomb had 20 grams of fat and 3 grams of carbs, definitely still ketogenic and, and, you know, fat-fueled. Um, but again, I think that that's the relearning that a lot of us have. It, it makes it unsustainable of a diet if we make these black and white yes or no rules. We have to really work with um, whole real foods and more traditionally consumed foods versus these kind of new kid pop-up keto chemicals. Um, and whether they're calling them natural or, n- or not, how much um, exp- how many ingredients are used in the process to ex- excrete um, or to... Um, not extract, excrete, extract, extract, me, to extract these <laughs> compounds out. And at that point, we're not really looking at a whole food at all. Yep. So stay tuned because I'm sure we'll be partnering up with FBOM as soon as they're yeah. ready and, and back in the driver's seat. Awesome. Um, and then there was some cool technology at the event. So um, I saw DEXA scans being offered mm-hmm. there. Um, I saw the in-body BIA scans that we used to offer in our office and uh, they had some new like at home scales, I yeah. think. Um, CGMs with um, Nutrisense are our friends. Uh, we met uh, Danny and Kara in person um, at uh, KetoCon and at the VIP dinner um, and a bunch of other um, glucometer companies, but nothing with breath ketones, I don't think, that I noticed. I didn't. Remember, that's funny because past, I was just kind of looking at our notes from past KetoCon experiences and like we were always like, Hmm, like this like level company or this and mm-hmm. that like I would walk around and I could expel differently and adjust my ketones right <laughs> like, right it feels like you don't want to prick your finger I get that but I'm not sure that it's super accurate and I think that that's kind of phased out yeah. from what I can see in yeah. the keto space we're sticking with yes the cheap option of assessing ketones in the urine and that's a great entry point I still say for people that are like just getting into our 12-week food is medicine keto class and you know, don't want to commit to sticking themselves or really getting that detail of data or the expense of a glucometer um, or ketone reader, but to just start to see the, pre- the the trace and presence of ketones as an output. And then as you start to learn about keto and you want to learn about your metabolic flexibility, that's where we want to bring in that CGM or a keto um, meter. And so we'll put some links, of course, um, for NutriSense and then um, with uh, Keto Mojo with some savings in that. All right. Um, and then, um, just in terms of other friendly faces that we saw, um, we saw Robert Sykes, his wife, Crystal, and their brand new sweet little baby, Rigel, I think is how yeah, you Rigel. say his, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. name. Um, he was sleeping like every time that I saw him and yeah. I kept being like, I'll hold him if he wakes up, but never I know. got a chance. I told Crystal that's cause she's got that good fat milk. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. They were doing, um, screen prints for yeah, t-shirts yeah, yeah. set up. They had, of course, their whole keto brick set out, um, which was really awesome. 
awesome. And um, they did all the VIP screen print tees. So I have one of those. I wanted to get Steli one and I kept missing Robert. He was up talking when I tried to get a shirt made, but she'll have to be able to rock mine. And um, he just came out with a book um, and I'm, I've just received it in the mail. So I'm really excited to dig into that. And once I get through reading his book, we'll definitely have to have Robert on the podcast because we haven't had him on yet. I kind of forgot we hadn't done that yet. I know. Because we talked I've been on his a couple times, but yeah. 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 Uh, That'll be awesome for sure. And and he looks pretty ripped on the cover of it. I was like, oh, that's Robert. I know that guy. Keto weight training (laughs) and and stuff that we don't. We don't cover it very well, so we're excited <laughs> to bring on a guest expert in that in that vein. Yes, um, and so as we mentioned, we um, kicked everything off with a um, VIP party that we co-hosted with Redmond Real Salt, um, and this was such an awesome way just to kind of get acquainted or reacquainted with yes. people that we love. People kept coming through the door, and I was like, "Yes, I know you too," um, but with. 50 plus people, a delicious menu, um, live, you know, music with bluegrass out on the patio in this beautiful home in the hills of Austin. It was amazing and such a good entry point. Yes. And if you missed last week's episode 304, all about electrolytes, we totally mused hard on why we love Redmond Real Salt. Um, but the long of the short of that is that, you know, they're mining out from caves in Utah and um, they don't call it Salt Lake City for nothing, I guess. Right. Um, <laughs> but they're mining from caves in Redmond and um, that allows them to have access to ancient sea salt. So there's, you know, 60 plus trace minerals that they actually lab test and confirm in all of their salt products. Um, So you're getting lower sodium, more flavor, more trace minerals, and um, really a great way to stabilize electrolytes and support the adrenals and just whole body health. So last episode, we talked a lot about the importance of salt in the diet and, you know, um, removing the um, myths of salt driving blood pressure issues and so forth. So definitely check that out. Um, Sean, their chef was awesome. Um, We had a great time. And Julie um, was fabulous helping to plan the party with us. We had a couple pre-calls and um, coordinated together on the menu. Sean made a um, tri-tip with my bacteria battling chimichurri from the anti-anxiety diet cookbook. Um, He made carnitas and we had siete tortillas as an option there. Um, There was a chicken skewer that was fabulous. And then um, he also made quite flawlessly um, a couple more recipes from the anti-anxiety diet cookbook. He made the um, hemp uh, jalapeno cabbage slaw. And then he made the summer salad with the papitas and the pickled onion. And um, I had 50 copies signed that went into people's grab bags. So all of the guests got to take home a copy of my cookbook. Uh, We were mixing up our electrolyte limeade. We had our husbands working the limeade electrolyte bar there, (laughs) shaking up um, different mixers there, and then optional tequila floater. Let's see, there were our friends from Ranch Rider, um, which is a sparkling low carb. Yeah, Ranch Rider um, beverages, uh, they're out of Austin, and it's a ranch water beverage. Um, But a lot of the ranch water that's canned on the market will just use ethanol, just like byproduct from the the brewing industry, so corn and whatnot. Um, And they use tequila. Um, And so he's telling me, you got to watch out because a lot of them will say made with agave, but they might just add a little bit of agave nectar Mm. to their can saying Tricky. made with agave yeah. but it's still made with corn yeah. um so ranch rider uses just tequila so it's made with agave only per se um and they're still really low carb 
um, great flavor profiles. They had a jalapeno yeah, one. Yeah, I tried to sip of that one. They had a Paloma one. Yep. Um, really great. So it was an awesome time and just so much love to the team at Redmond. I mean, beyond um, Julie and Sean, we can't name everyone, but everyone was so awesome. And um, if you haven't checked out their products yet, um, definitely go on over to their website. We'll put a link in their website with my affiliate link, which will include 15% off your order. And um, also you can use the code AllieMillerRD when you're checking out at um, Redmond. Um, and they have um, colloidal silver-based toothpastes and all sorts of fun stuff beyond just salt. They have seasoning blends, electrolyte products, and so much more. Yes, so, so, so much fun. Uh, and then outside of keto-specific stuff, let's just cover how the experience was compared to maybe prior years and, and favorite parts of KetoCon and also just the biggest shifts or surprises coming back. Yeah. So, I mean, it was truly amazing. It was so awesome to be back on stage and see so many of you. Um, I had a great book signing following the medical panel. Um, always enjoy people coming up and taking pictures or hearing success stories. Um, it was really interesting for me. I felt like uh, kind of in the outside looking in and a bubble um, in some sense of how disconnected I've been from social media mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was like, oh, okay, like I know Anna Quebeca on my medical panel, but I don't know any of these other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just an awareness of me of like, wow, I really haven't been putting in as much input. It was 100% family reunion for anyone I knew from 2017, 2018, 2019. Um, you know, I saw like Mike Mutzel and Ryan Lowry there who flew in for the conference but weren't speaking. Um, and so to just see as as nature works in, in like the ring of speakers and presenters mm-hmm. and such that we're always bringing on the new kids and type of thing. And so, you know, some really great still leaders in the space attended, um, but maybe didn't have a keynote or maybe didn't have a featured um, lecture. And so it's definitely giving me some homework to now check out all of the new friendly faces that I met and um, seeing what they're up to and what their perspectives are and, you know, how they're taking on keto in their space. Um, But it was a great layout, great flow. The whole team at KetoCon is so engaging and they just worked so hard. Um, We sent Robin home with um, a container of Relax and Regulate and Gabacom, although we should have shipped her the Gabacom in advance and sent her home with Adaption Adaption Boost. boost for the after (laughs) effects when you just like flatline for a week. Um, She's the cutest little granddaughter too who's right around Noah's age, Gracie, and and we got to interact with her a bunch. So that was really fun. But she did an amazing, amazing job of like taking this Always on, does. you know, yes. by herself um, and, and with her team and, um, you know, taking over from a, a prior partnership and, um, you know, bringing it back after yes. two plus years off. It was so necessary and just so much love to her and everyone that helped throw it. Um, and, you know, I think picking up momentum from anything that had a two-year hiatus that this was beyond a success and I just can't wait to see how things pick up for the next year. And we will definitely be talking about it as we get dates coming. I'm sure it'll be, they usually do the summer. They love just baking people in Austin. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing the people like sweating coming in was so funny that haven't adapted, you know, to. I don't know that it's been July though. I feel like it's like June. One time was September. The first year was September. Um, But yeah, kind of around that like early fall, whatnot. But um, when we were planning the event with the Redmond team, they're like, okay, so yeah, we'll have the bluegrass band on the patio. And like, yeah, like what, what, what's the temperature you think going to be? And I said, (laughs) 100. And they're like, well, yeah, but like seven o'clock. And I said, 100. 
And they all started laughing. I was like, nope, no, it, it will it's be real. between 100 <laughs> to 103 at 7 p.m. Yes, it will. Uh, so yeah, so definitely stay tuned though. We'll share with you guys whenever we first know about the dates for 2023. Um, and if you missed it and you're having a little bit of FOMO, but you're feeling like, okay, this keto thing sounds interesting. Um, how can I get started? And um, let's talk a little bit, Becky, about just like some entry places to start and the resources that we have available that they can jump into like literally now while they're on their phones listening. Totally. So I think, you know, first thing is just to become aware of how many carbs you're consuming in the diet. Um, so maybe doing some like food journaling, you know, reflection of like auditing a couple of typical days of intake, either, you know, just kind of uh, inputting on your phone in the notes section, um, carbohydrate consumption, or like using an app like my fitness pal and, and becoming aware of like where the carbs are coming in and, and what the, you know, quality of sourcing is and, um, the distribution throughout the day, I think would be a good place to start. Totally. Um, and yeah, know, what is a carb? Yes, what is a carb? <laughs> um, and, and when we're speaking to, you know, getting into ketosis and especially for, first timers or individuals who are looking at, you know, a high amount of metabolic dysfunction or damage, we're looking at like 30 grams or less of, of total carbs. So just figuring out like how far a cry that is from where I'm starting mm-hmm. um, and maybe starting to dial that back, like getting to 45 to 60 grams, seeing how that um, feels in your body as, as a starting place. Um, and then turning the dial back a little bit more. Um, totally. And, and um, you know, as we're doing that, um, ensuring that we're not uh, consuming naked carbohydrates. So again, that audit can be fabulous of like, oh, I ate an apple here and nothing paired with it. And Allie and Becky always say no naked carbs, right? right? Um, and so pairing our carbs with protein and or fat um, to help to blunt that glycemic impact and stabilize blood sugar a little bit, um, ensuring ample protein and, and quality of protein as well, I think is huge. So mm-hmm. ensuring we're getting a minimum of 70 grams of protein. And that's like a bare, bare minimum. Uh, most people do require more, um, but looking at the quality of protein as well, especially with some of the um, inspiration from today's episode, um, and then reducing your eating frequency, I think is huge too. So maybe implying some um, intermittent fasting and and you know starting with twelve hours, then extending it to like fourteen, and then seeing how a sixteen hour you know sixteen eight um, model of eating feels in your body, where you're having you know two staple meals and maybe one snack. In between, a lot of us are, you know, eating more frequently yeah. than that and, and likely unnecessarily so. Yes. And I mean, if you're eating less frequent, less opportunity to mess up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the dumbed down approach yeah. to it. And less you have to prep too. Yeah. Just thinking, <laughs> simplifying to three times a day. So, right, you know, um, we're not constantly grazing. And I think the frequency factor is is also important for children. We're not doing children a service if they're constantly snacking. Um, and same as the no naked carbs, you know, so maybe we don't have to be as tight on our carb portions for children. Um, and that's where we talk about in this food is medicine for the whole family, you know, depending on life's life cycle time so age uh, your growth factor your activity factor how do we need to adjust the dials of carbs protein and fat so again you can go on over to alliemillerrd.com grab a spot in the food is medicine for the whole family if you want more of a comprehensive approach for all members of the household and you can use that back to school code to save a hundred dollars off there and then also if you want to learn more just about nutritional ketosis and our food is medicine approach 
definitely check out our 12-week food is medicine ketosis program. This is a pre-recorded archive. It is $149 and um, you have access to that for the lifetime of the site. Um, so you can re-watch six different detail-dense classes over about an hour and a half each in length. Um, worksheets and resources per class, including um, supplement suggestions and um, protocols to really specifically break down your macros for your body, um, figuring out exchanges of the foods, and um, as well as ways to audit yourself and stay on track. Um, so that's a really great program to learn about a food as medicine approach to keto, whether you're keto curious or you are a keto veteran and you're just feeling like you could take it to the next level to get some of these benefits that we've discussed today. Um, and I believe we will be offering a live version of our keto program um, in January. We've had now a couple requests. I think we've hiatused it since, did we do one this January, Becky? Is that the only one we did? That's this the year when we did this year yeah so we only did one this year there's not now that we're about a half a year out people are asking for it again and again and we kind of were like well we put everything in the recording but um i'll do a little like pool and and see what we if we see big interest but I'm, I'm feeling like probably in the new year we'll be offering another live one but don't wait till january definitely sign up and do the archive and then um you know you can check out the newest and greatest uh, next year when we launch into that and then we also have our keto meal plans which is 45 dollars for 12 weeks of recipes uh, when you purchase it, you are going to get the whole file right away, right? Yes. And then you're also getting a kind of trickle effect. So once a week, you're going to be getting a email with a grocery list, a food as medicine challenge, seven to nine different recipes, all that have food as medicine focus. Um, and then you're also going to be getting even options to like modify if you want to challenge metabolic flexibility um, and so much more. So it's a great way to just stay inspired with food as medicine and just kind of get the what to do if you don't want to sit and listen to the why behind it. Yes. All right. So today has been a super fun episode. Um, as always, if you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts or um, Spotify or wherever you are listening to today's episode, go ahead and leave us a five-star review along with a couple of sentences of why you love the Naturally Nourished podcast. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.